Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Classic Movie Rewind with Siobhan and Sarah. Hi, Hi. Siobhan. Hi, Sarah. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How are you? I'm great. I know last time, or in the Clueless episode, I don't know when you're listening to this, you might be, you know, flip-flopping back and forth. We said we were going to do Scream. However, the powers to be at whatever streaming service Scream was streaming on decided to block us there because they took that off. So we pulled an Audible, which is a great term to use today because it is Super Bowl Sunday as we were recording. So we are instead doing Interview with the Vampire, but not Interview with a Vampire, which is what I always say, which is not correct. Definitely a B in the title, not an A. Oh, I didn't even, I didn't catch that. I thought it was, so it's Interview with the Vampire? Yeah, I think, I have no idea why. That's weird. Great cast. Like, as I was watching the movie, I was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, fair. But like, they just kept, like, Kirsten Dunst shows up and... Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, which I didn't even know the two of them were allowed to be in a movie together. Just it was and then just Antonio like, Banderas just kind of shows up at the end. You're like, whoa, what? Quite the film. So yeah, initial reactions, Sarah? I have never seen a film that is so sexual without any sex actually happen. <laughs> I just gonna throw that out there. It was a lot of weird sexual noises and like trembling and like, what is going on? And also, not just with, like, also, like, between Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like there's a little bit of, like, homoeroticism going on there. Like, I don't know who said that Brokeback Mountain was Hollywood's first gay romance movie. Because they (laughs) obviously have never seen this movie. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't help or hurt that that Brad Pitt's got long hair and he would also make a gorgeous woman. So, you know. Yeah. He's just gorgeous yeah. in general. This is yeah. Brad Pitt in his heyday. Yeah, if, if you're going to be Brad too, Pitt, I mean, pretty. if you're going to be Brad Pitt and get stuck a certain way for the rest of your life, like that was peak Brad Pitt. That was the time to become a vampire. Yeah, that's, don't wait that's, till you get a little older. Right, that's the version of Brad Pitt that you want to lock in for the rest of your life. Cement in time. Mm-hmm. I don't know why all vampires had to have long hair, but I mean, they all did. Yeah, well, I also feel like men in general had longer hair back then, just based on the founding father pictures and stuff. That's true. Although I don't know how Antonio Banderas' hair was a little longer than what I would assume. Right. And I was thinking, oh, maybe the hair grows with time. No, because if you cut it off, Kirsten Dutt's taught us that it grows right back immediately. Right. Okay, sure. That makes sense. Also, Christian Slater. Like, I've always heard his name, but I didn't ever really know who he was so I kind of wrapped my head around that a bit I'm just not realizing that's who that was so again really really good cast stellar cast weird movie but good cast they were nominated for a lot of awards they did very well at the box office and I'm I'm just sitting here thinking this is a very weird movie what is going on think about it they took like the two probably biggest movie stars at the time and put them in the same movie like I don't even know what you have to do today to make that happen you'd have to get the rock and meryl streep or something and even even then like you get to be because they weren't just good actors they're good looking actors too and right like, right it was a thing yeah very 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 pretty cast very good cast they did very well with the material i just didn't particularly care too much for the material yeah this this made me look more favorably on twilight though I'm like why are people bashing twilight when this exists yeah because twilight has more of a storyline whether you like the storyline or not there's more of a story there's yeah and like i feel like 
they tried to explain things a little more. We, I had no idea what was going on half the time. I was like, what the heck? Yeah, and it's also I a don't. weird... I'm like, what? It's also a weird storyline, because Twilight is like your typical romance story. Whereas yeah. this, this is like a weird, like two men relationship, and then they find like a little girl, and then there's like a little girl in two men, which is a weird dynamic. Yeah, dude, Tom the- Cruise's character literally said, "Okay, my relationship is failing. Let me add a kid to it," which is what every like housewife who right. thinks her husband is cheating on. Let me get a kid, and then he'll stay with me. Right. It was just so bizarre. I, I was actually, I was watching an interview. Can't, Kirsten Dunst was, I don't know if she was on whatever one of the late night shows was. And she was saying that her first kiss was Brad Pitt. And then I saw this movie and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Because she was like, yeah, I was very young at the time. And I was like, she that's was just, this young. is an odd thing to be talking about. And then I saw the movie and I was like, okay, I see. Not bad, Kirsten Dunst, of all the people. Go for it. Yeah. I remember watching this movie when I was younger and I thought that Tom Cruise was a bad guy in the movie. But you look at looking at it now, I'm like, that little girl, she's a demon. Yeah. She's, well, the, she's the kid who really does break up her parents and call, calls for divorce. <laughs> but in fairness, like, she she's just resentful. She's just mad. That's true. She's, she's, she's smart enough to realize what happened. She was like, you made me like this, and so you're going to pay for it. Not, not that you should kill your parents because they made you a vampire, but, you know. Um, to be fair, like, she doesn't break Brad Pitt, though, because Brad Pitt is the one who started it. Tom Cruise just finished it. <laughs> So, yeah, so explain to me, why did Brad Pitt bite the girl? Because he was, like, uncontrollably hungry. Right. Because he had been living on rats. Like, he was, he had been denying himself human blood. Right. Which apparently makes vampires a little crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just odd that you would choose, because it seems like he had, like, had a moral compass when it came to who to bite or whether or not to bite people. And so it seems like somebody who has trouble biting humans would have the most trouble biting a child. You know what I mean? It's just, like, temptation. He usually kept his stuff away, and she just kind of, like, grabbed onto him and hugged him. And he Fair was enough. like, well, the neck is right there. Yeah. Also, the way they ate racks was really gross. That's just... That and the fingernails. Like, why does everyone have to have long fingernails? I don't know. That bothered me. I don't like men with long fingernails. I don't understand why Kirsten Nutt's hair curled when she turned to a vampire. Like, it literally, what was it curly before? Yeah. And it was really curly. It wasn't just like (laughs) Like, casual curls. Yeah, super tight curls. I couldn't tell. At first, I thought they wanted to make her look like a doll. I think that's exactly what they were trying to do. Right. And so, you know, dolls have that, like, ridiculously curly hair. But Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know why the vampire curse was like, yeah, let's make her a doll. Right, right. Should be more effort on their part. Like, let's curl her hair every day. It's also weird that, for whatever reason, you can't kill Tom Cruise. Like, you can kill all the other vampires, but Tom Cruise (laughs) is just immortal and the other ones aren't like that, that he's, he's like really like committed like i'm gonna live my life you can't kill me i'm gonna survive yes he's bizarre. like beyonce i'm a survivor <laughs> i was wondering where you're going but who's that's the, the i will survive that's um that's a like aretha doll. franklin or somebody it's i'm pretty sure that it's aretha i'm not sure i'm really bad with names apparently gloria Gaynor. interesting but like that disco era a bit of a tangent there <gasps> i will survive okay that's enough <laughs> Enough of that. Why do they have to sleep in coffins? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either. It's like a Tesla that needs to like charge at night or something. I don't get it. Like I get I get like maybe they need to block out the sun. Why does it have to be a coffin specifically? Oh, uh, that's like a but I think that's probably right. That you it just needs to be completely But then you see the other vampires and they're like in this underground place and there's no sun. Yeah. So that but they still get in the coffin. So I'm like, why? 
That's the other thing too. It's again, there are a million ways you can kill these vampires. You chop them in half. You can apparently set them on fire or they can just like be exposed to the sun. And again, yet Tom Cruise just will not die. Amazing. He's stubborn. Well, really. So what happens with Brad Pitt in the end? He's, we just don't know, right? Well, he gives the interview. Right. And, and then I guess he just goes off on his merry little way. And we never actually figure out what the interview's for, why he's doing the interview. Like, it's just kind of an interesting, like, I thought we'd get a well, little bit of that at the end, but we really There's didn't. a weird, like, part of the beginning that, is, is that, who, the, who's the reporter? Is that Christian Slater? Is that who yeah. that is? Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, he's like, yeah, I just interview people. I, I take down the stories of people I think are interesting. And I'm like, so you thought it was a good idea to follow this known killer into a back alley and say, hey, yeah. can I interview you? Right, and, like, how did you even know he was going to have an interesting story? Like, it's just an odd, yeah, it was just an odd situation. I don't know. Very odd. I also think that Brad Pitt's, like, aversion to, like, killing humans was weird just because of the fact that he chose to become a vampire. Because you, you think you, you know what the territory is. If you choose, like, yeah, I definitely want to be a vampire. You know that it comes with drinking human blood. Yeah, so my, what I think happened is that, so he was in such pain because his daughter and his wife died. And so the vampire comes along and he's like, yeah, whatever, do what you want because I, I have nothing to live for. So then he gets sucked within an inch of his life. And I, I think he realized That's he made he a said. mistake at that point, but the only other option then was death. And he's like, look, I don't want to die, but I'm already too far into this. So I think he just ended up like backing himself into a corner and probably didn't think it through. But yeah. I think his depression just locked himself in as a vampire. Yeah. He's just a broody, broody, broody little bitch the entire time. But so much more attractive than Tom Cruise. I mean, well, Tom Cruise general, is not a Brad, bad looking. Brad Pitt is just more attractive than Tom Cruise. Right. But Tom Cruise is, I feel like the two of them, again, were like In the guys. Um, but when you put them next to each other, you're like, there is no contest. I also feel like Tom Cruise had been wearing like lifts or something in his shoes because he didn't seem noticeably shorter than Brad Pitt. And I know Tom Cruise is shorter than Brad Pitt. Yeah, he's like 5'7 or something, isn't he? He, he is short. How tall is Brad Pitt? Brad Pitt's 5'11". I don't know, but he's more than 5'7". 5'11". And you oh, were the one that Robert showed me Downey the thing. Jr. Oh, yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is also pretty short. What did I show you? What thing? What? what? Uh, I'm looking at how tall he is. It says uh, Brad Pitt is 5'11". And you're the one that, that sent me the like the meme that was, if a guy tells you he's 5'11", he's 5'10", because if he was 5'11", oh, he would have told you he was 6 feet tall. Definitely. <laughs> So Brad Pitt is 5'10", apparently. I don't know how that holds when the guy says he's 5'7". I'm like, are you really five feet? <laughs> I don't think you can give yourself an extra seven inch. Like, that's a lot. I don't know. Nobody really knows how tall people are. At a certain height, you're like, okay, sure, whatever. That's true. Unless you're, like, tall and then you know you stand out. Or you're short. You're just kind of like, I don't know, like, he's... <sighs> Five ten. He's average. Six, yeah, he's like he's yeah. He's either taller or shorter than me, but I don't yeah. Thematically, I feel like, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was, we, we forgot to give the little short summary that we said we we're gonna do. Okay, well what? I'm gonna let you do it. Okay, so Brad Pitt is a vampire in modern day, and he's giving an interview to Kelly, not Kelly Slater, Christian Slater, Christian Slater, Christian Slater, about I assume just like how he became a vampire. So then there's a flashback to when he was first vampirized because um, that's sure. your word yeah and then he kind of tells the story of how he became a vampire and why being a vampire sucks J- kind of the gist that i got i feel so, like he grew into it though he was like ah like a, no it's fine yeah but he definitely Modern didn't seem like fine. happy about it you know he was kind of like yeah well because i don't feel like i feel like he's a bad it's not a happy person in general i don't know if he knows how to be happy 
Right, well, but Christian Slater was like, make me a vampire. And he's like, have you not been listening this entire time? This is terrible. So I feel like he's still like, You idiot. You missed the point of the story. Right, exactly. He's like, I've been doing this whole, like, yeah. It's like the end of How I Met Your Mother. And he's like, have you not been paying attention at all? You've been here all day. Um, terrible ending of that show. Not important, yeah. though. Yeah, that's that's a whole other conversation. Good show though, really good show. Yeah, until the end. Interview with the vampire. In the end, oh, not in the end, but in the middle of the story, him and his platonic, I don't know, companion Tom Cruise. Who knows? Really, they're definitely life partners of some sort at that point in time, or unlife partners. <laughs> not li- whatever. <laughs> they acquire a child. That's the only way to put it. They acquire it, turn her into a vampire, and she becomes a demon. Yep. And then other vampires get mad at Brad Pitt and her. It, it, it's a thing. Yeah. That's yeah, a I terrible, think... terrible story. It's a weird movie, okay? Just just imagine vampires, weirdly homoerotic stuff that does that's not really explicit. And then there's a kid, and then there's people giving plays and killing people, and other people applauding it. It's weird. Yeah, I feel like Brad Pitt, I think the, the general gist, and I could be very wrong about this, was like Brad Pitt had a wife who died in childbirth. So the, the child and the wife die. He's super depressed. Then he has this opportunity to be turned into a vampire. He's like, I have nothing to live for. Turn me into a vampire. And then once he becomes a vampire, he tries to recreate the life that he had, except Tom Cruise is now filling the wife role. And then he, like, again, like you said, acquires a child because I think he's oh, trying I to, like, Tom- Cruise made the decision together. to like be, become his his new vampire wife. Yeah, was like, he, there was definitely some like uh, undue influence there. It's a very toxic relationship they had. It really was very toxic. I don't know who the who the problem was. I feel like Tom Cruise was very upfront about what his life was like. Yeah, he didn't explain. It's kind of like the Matrix. Going back to that, it's like the the blue pill red pill thing. It wasn't fully explained the the repercussions of the choice. It was yes. very... But, so I but think, it could have been. Like, I feel like there was a part when they were in the bedroom together, which sounds weird in retrospect, now that I say that part out loud. Mm. I feel like he was like, I'm going to give you the choice I never had. I feel like after that, he actually explained it. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They didn't show it. But what he does is that he doesn't ask him to make the choice until it's too late. He bites him, and then he basically says, as he's, like, dying, I can either let you continue to die, or I can turn you into a vampire. And those are not, neither, neither one of those choices are very good choices. Yeah, but like I, feel like gave, I think he gave him a day to think about it because you see Brad Pitt watching the sunset and he's very, he knows that yeah, it's going to be his true. last sunset. Right. So, sunrise. Yeah. Sunrise. And during that part, I was like, I've never seen a sunrise in my life unless it was from the wrong end. The wrong end? <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, staying up too late, not oh, staying I up early. Like, like, how do you see that? I'm like, a sunset? Is she talking about a sunset? see a sunrise from the wrong that's end. a different thing <laughs> i did once we we climbed humpback did you come with us with Vince? god no i didn't go with you oh gosh i because i was thinking i was actually thinking about that the other day because i was like we had to have hiked because we wanted to see the sunset from the top of the mountain obviously but that must have meant that we were hiking in the dark which just seems like a terrible idea yeah yeah it does how, so well i didn't how, go with you <laughs> It was lovely once we got to the top, and it was, you know, but it's just, again, thinking back, I'm like, did we really hike all the way up there in the dark? Y'all hiked a lot in law school, and I was like, y'all, just, no, go ahead without me. It was so pretty, though. So, so pretty. Yeah, so were vineyards, and you could just sit. That's true. Very true. 
Very, Just very enjoy fun. it. Not get sweaty. <laughs> Not get sweaty. So this movie was based on a book. I know you probably don't care because, you know, you and reading. Yeah, I know I mean, no, I'm not, anybody who doesn't read. I'm not I've going to read either. this book yet. I've never read this book either, but I want you to, I want to read you the description of the rest of the books in okay. the series. Oh, there's more? This is the first of many? Yeah, because you, you know the movie Queen of the Dam that had, um, what's her name in it? Oh, what is her name? Aaliyah? Is that her name? The, the one the, who died uh, in the plane crash? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Because that, that was a book in the series. Okay. Oh, so there's a bunch of them then. There, well, there's there's three main ones. At least I guess they're main ones because the way they're described on the Wikipedia page, which is super accurate, I'm sure, they're described as there's like interview with the vampire, the vampire Lestat, the Queen of the Damned, and then it says subsequent novels. So I guess the first three are the main ones. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I'm going to start with the second book okay. because the, just the little blurb is wild. It says, this book chronicles Lestat's own origins as he resurfaces in the modern world, his attempt to find meaning by exposing himself to humanity in the guise of a rock star, <laughs> his search when younger for Marius de Romanus, culminating with his accidental awakening of Akasha, the ancient Egyptian queen and first vampire, who has become immobile for millennia and is being safeguarded by Marius. So just... Apparently the second one has a rock, him being a rock star. That's fun. Yeah, that that comes out of left field. All the other <laughs> I stuff. I read that and I was like, like okay. what? Everything else, I'm like, all right, you know, they awaken the woman or whatever. Like that's whatever. But yeah, the rock the star. The rock star thing kind of just it just kind of like threw me a minute. I was like, and y'all think because I feel like the people who are really into these books are the people who are most diehard against Twilight. And I'm like, wait a minute, read <laughs> read that again, read that again. <laughs> If you if you Google interview with the vampire, one of the first three questions that comes up is is interview with a vampire a true story? <laughs> yes. Like really? That's yes, that's the is. question. Sorry, <laughs> um, interesting. It has really good reviews. Oh yeah, I think it was like I don't know if it was nominated for an Oscar, but I think like the the actors were. I know that um I think Brad Pitt and Kirsten Dunst won an MTV Movie Award for for their performances. <laughs> for an MTV. I see that. <laughs> and that sounds like a joke, but like that, those are the words I look at when I say, okay, was well, the movie popular in this day? That's true. Yeah, <laughs> the critically acclaimed. Yes. Yeah. No, they did win MTV Movie Awards Best Male Performance. So, Kirsten Dunst. Yeah, because I mean, she was what twelve? It says when she was very young. In the book, I think she was supposed to be five. I understand why they cast her up. Yeah, she did a good job. She did a very good oh, job. Oh, she did a very good job. Yeah. It's terrifying. So Brad Pitt won multiple MTV Movie Awards. He won Best best Male Performance. He also won the MTV Movie Award for Most Desirable Male. Whatever that means. <laughs> what most Desirable Male. Now I want to see who else was in the, the category. I'm sure Tom Cruise is nominated alongside Desirable now. Male. Let's see. So in 1992, Keanu Reeves won. Then Christian Slater won in 93. William Baldwin. Is he one of the Baldwin brothers? Must be. Brad Pitt. <laughs> so so the year that Brad Pitt won, he also won in 1996. Brad Pitt went back to back. So that, this does not surprise me. What's, um, what movie was 1996? Uh, Seven, which I've never even heard of. You, you know that movie. It's a, the horror flick. I, it's the one I almost suggested we watch, but I couldn't mm-hmm. find it streaming anywhere. It's funny because like in, in this little, I guess they only did five years of Most Desirable Male Awards, but they're like all the same actors every single year. It's like Brad I mean, Pitt, Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, Christian Slater, and then like 
they throw somebody else in every once in a while for a little flavor, but like most of them are the same. I will give it to, to this movie. It had way better looking actors than Twilight did. Like, yeah. Just all star cast. Yeah, I mean like Brad I mean that's peak Brad Pitt. Oh, that's peak like, Brad Pitt. That's peak Tom Cruise. That's peak Antonio Banderas. Yeah, but that's Tom Cruise new. doesn't Tom Cruise doesn't look as attractive because he's all dolled up. Not yeah, dolled with up, the blonde but, hair and the, the blue eyes. Yeah. But this is this is it's the movie look. that like you know years and years from now people are like ew Brad Pitt used to be attractive it's like honey watch this movie and then everything kind of makes yeah, sense. yeah but to you be know? fair his eyes are weird too yeah yeah and and I know like the ponytail was attractive to some people and I, I like a good ponytail like just like the next girl <laughs> but his ponytail during the entire first scene was crooked um, I'm like that's not center <laughs> that's not <laughs> center it's a major problem. Again, the fingernails were the biggest turnoff. I'm just like, do you really need to have fingernails? Like, strange movie. How old is Brad Pitt? Let's see. I will say. 58. Oh, sorry. Wow. Sorry, I didn't realize we were guessing. I'm sorry. Wow. 58. But he's I was going to say 52. He's almost 60. My goodness. Oh, my God. So how old is that movie? I mean, I guess. Wow, that movie is almost 30 years old because it came out in 94. Goodness, we're old. Yeah. We're getting we're getting old. All right, how old is Tom Cruise? I won't give it away this time. I want to say he's a little older than Brad Pitt. I'm gonna say 59. He is, yeah. I, I wouldn't have thought he would be older than Brad Pitt. I would have thought they were he would be a little bit younger. Well, Brad Pitt was a like his first movie was Thelma and Louise, and I feel like that was not too much before. Like I think it was like 80 something, 89, 88. Mm. I don't know. I'm just making that up. Tom Cruise I is in a, I mean, he's in a lot okay. of stuff. He's just in a lot of stuff. Like, I'm looking through, like, all the movies he's in, and there's just, like, so many good movies, which obviously doesn't surprise anybody. Yeah, but just, yeah, he's he's kind of like a movie star. He's like a superstar. He really is. really is. So, yeah, like, there's some, like, looking at some of these. Like, he's also really, some bad movies, but that's. that's he is really attractive. Um, he just looks much better in other movies than he did in this Tom one. Cruise? Yeah. Bad looking. Like cocktail. I've never even heard of that one, but he looks good in the poster of that one. Mission Impossible. We should probably watch one of those. I've never seen one. You've never seen one of the Mission Impossible? I think I probably saw like one of the later ones and like like the recent ones. I've never seen like the original. I said that like I've seen all of them. I think I've seen one. <laughs> <laughs> I said that like I was a diehard fan. Like I think I've seen like part of one, but it just seems like something people. Uh, but it's good. I mean, it's Tom Cruise in his most Tom Cruisiness. Yeah, he's, that's what made this. I'm, I'm assuming that's what made him. I'm making that up, but Apparently, that's what I most associate him with. Yeah, I didn't. And know, like the Jerry first, Maguire. The first Mission Impossible, I guess, came out in 1996. Well, Top Gun was Top 86. Gun. Yeah, Top yeah. Gun probably. When Risky Business, I feel like was his first really. Oh big yeah, one. that probably was. That's probably true. I don't know what when things came out. Yeah, neither. I mean, I'm looking back. Now it makes sense that he's 59 because all of these movies came out like way long ago. We are like, learning the 80s. so much from this podcast. It's an educational podcast. That would not be information anybody cares about. We're learning stuff. I am. It's amazing what you can find on Google. I'm curious what, let's see, what are the ratings for this movie? It's got to be R. Yeah, yeah, but I'm trying to think of like, like Rotten oh, the, Tomatoes the other, type thing. Other <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's got to be rated R. Um <laughs> 64%. That makes sense, I guess. Yeah, because people aren't watching it as, like, there was no Rotten Tomatoes in 94. Right, so it's people. It probably was, that. like, really high then, if you took a poll. 
I feel like Anne like there were some diehard Anne Rice fans in like high school. Hmm. I never even heard like her name doesn't even sound all that familiar. Oh, she's the weird vampire writer. Oh, she's a okay. Yes, oh, so she's I'm, the author. Yeah, she's the author of the books. Hmm. So she was a big thing, and you know, but Queen of the Damned coming out was like that. That came, that was supposed to come out. I think it came out when I was in high school or junior high. I can't remember, but like that was a big thing because you know Aaliyah was so big at that point. Yeah. She was. That was so sad. Mm. I like how depressed he uh, became. Brad Pitt's character, Louis, became when he uh, met Antonio Banderas' character, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm the oldest vampire alive. I'm like 400 years old, and yeah, I don't know anybody else older than me." And he was like super depressed because he wanted to like know like the meaning from before then. And I'm like, dude, that's 400 years. Maybe the older ones are just better at hiding. Yeah. Well, I think he's Even, also kind of like, ugh, 400 years. Like, I really am in this for the long haul. I don't know. Antonio Banderas seemed to suggest that, yeah, once you get tired of living, you can just die. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the thing is that they're like, we're immortal, but you can clearly kill the vampires. Like, all you have to do is step outside when it's light out. Yeah, I like, mean, if there's a way to commit suicide, it's real easy. Right, like, you're really not as trapped as you think you are. You, you just want to be alive. You're just, you're just pissed at something. You're just mad at the world. Yeah. I get that it's not a very fun existence, and but at the same time, it's still an existence. But I mean, just man up. Either, either if you don't like the world you're walking, just pave another one, as Dolly Parton would say. <laughs> I don't know why Dolly wasn't in this movie. She could have just fixed the whole thing. If you don't like the road you're walking, pave another one. <laughs> that would have been so out of place. She could have been a vampire. You she could have been a vampire. Just the, the rhinestone vampire. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> That'll cheer him up. Look, he just needs to be more and more fun people. People yeah. who aren't killing everybody every day. Right. Maybe maybe hunt for something that aren't rats. Maybe just, you know, go deer hunting. Or maybe a nice bear. Or a cougar. You like cougars? Maybe a nice, maybe a nice bear. Yeah, you, get you something exotic. You can figure it out. Go get a lion. Tiger. Anything. I feel like you're, you're just really you need just a hobby. To be sad. Right. You, you need just a want hobby. to be sad. Which, that's the thing. I feel like he became a vampire to not be sad anymore. Or because he was so depressed, he's like, I have nothing to live for. It's like, well, now it's even worse. Like, you're not helping, you're not making yourself any better here, sir. Just walk into the light. Maybe and because he was so sad when he was turned into a vampire, just like his youth was, like, locked in. Maybe that was locked in. Maybe we, you know, maybe you just became a vampire at the wrong point in time. It's true. Maybe you just need some Prozac or something. Jeez. Yeah, these options that work. are that's, that, Is that a depression? That's an antidepressant, isn't it? I don't know. Prozac? That sounds, I mean, it sounds right. Let's that's see. right. Prozac. It know. is. I am not a doctor. Yes. It treats depression, obsessive compulsive disorder, bulimia nervosa, and panic disorder. Oh, there you go. There you go. Learning all kinds of things in this podcast. So do you think that Christian Slater... Okay, so did Christian Slater know he was a vampire before the interview started? I think he suspected that he was something... Like, he had to, like, suspect that he had, like, an interesting story to tell. I don't know mm-hmm. if that because he thought he was a killer... Which I don't know why you would approach a killer and say, hey, tell me your story. That seems like a terrible idea. Right. But he definitely seemed surprised that he was a vampire. Because when he saw him I, and, like, saw him move, he was like, what the hell are you, man? Right. Well, it's also weird that at the end of the story, like, and I totally understand why Brad Pitt was so taken aback. Because he tells this really awful story. There's nothing good about the story he tells. Like, at no point does something good happen to Brad Pitt. And then at the end, Christian Slater is like, I want to be a vampire. It's like, how did you get there? I feel like Christian Slater may have taken in Brad Pitt and like, okay, this is a moody dude. 
He's <laughs> gonna be unhappy no matter what life gives him. He was unhappy when he was like at the top of the food chain in like France occupied New Orleans way back in the 1700s. And he had everything he could possibly want, but he was still unhappy. So maybe he's just an unhappy dude. However, I'm a generally happy dude. <laughs> if you gave me eternal youth and like power, I would have a ball. Maybe, maybe that's, that was his thinking. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. It just seems like we spent two hours talking about how awful being a vampire is and how everybody dies and it's just the worst yeah, thing feel, ever. I feel like like Lestat was presented as he was having a great time as a vampire. I mean, obviously it didn't end well for him, but that just means you just got to be like better at picking your company. That's true. That's the moral of the story. Choose Somebody's depressed. Maybe, maybe not like say, okay, I choose you. You'll be my lifetime companion. Yeah. That's, that's, that's probably terrible to say. You should not like not be friends with somebody just because they're depressed. That's a terrible lesson. Don't do that. Right. Unless he's Brad Pitt and a vampire. He's just moody. <laughs> well, and I can tell, so Tom Cruise was clearly loving it, but it's like unclear what his backstory is either. You know what I mean? No, that, like, obviously that's the second book. We didn't get into that. That's when he becomes a rock star. Right, right. But the, the, and then the he tells his story. Book, does the second book post date this one, or is it does it's it go like, back in time? I, there's a it's a back it's like a back and forth. I think. I see. Okay. Like a flashback and then present day, kind of like it was in the movie. Yeah. I okay. assume. I don't know. I have never read the book. Yeah. But I'm going to speak from a place of authority about it. <laughs> speak from. Speak because with confidence. Because I read the Wikipedia Exactly. That's all you gotta know. I mean, chances are it's right. You know. It's fine. You, it if wasn't you're really very curious. Read the book. It wasn't very scary though. I mean, like no. it's slightly gory, but I think the fact that it came out in '94, they're just. I remember it being very scary, much scarier when I was a child. I can and see. Child that. is child is a bit of a bad descriptor. I don't think I saw that when I was a child. Child, maybe like in high school, junior high. I wasn't like five years old seeing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think my mom was that irresponsible. Like, Although I do remember. Like, my sister's making me watch Amityville Horror when I was, I had it been, like, seven, and I had nightmares. Yeah, that seems seems a bit young. That that was, that was scary. I've never seen that one, but it sounds scary. It has the Pet word scary. All those, like, 90s scary movies that scarred most of my gen- our generation as children. Pretty sure my sisters made me watch them. I'm pretty sure we watched them at my brother's house. And we stayed tonight with him, too. So maybe a little bit on him, too. So... <laughs> You just watch what's on TV. You're too young to have any say in anything. So Nope. Nobody wants to watch Peter Pan for the 50th time, apparently. Peter Pan. Apparently, I don't know why that's my favorite, was my favorite movie as a child. I don't like it now. I'm like, this is a weird movie. Peter Pan, like the cartoon version was your favorite movie? I'm pretty sure I, I rented that from the video store 500 times. Huh. <laughs> that and this weird like cartoon about penguins. It was oh. like maybe like, 40 minutes long. So my mom hated it when I went. It was weird. Weird child. Then I got just regular moments. That's the whole story. <laughs> anyway. At least those are more age appropriate, you know. Yeah, yeah. True. So, yeah. Yeah, no, this is not a horror story. Although Oprah Winfrey, I think, walked out of the movie, like, within the first 10 minutes of it. As something I read on the internet told me. Could be a lie, but I'm pretty the, sure the, the internet does one? not lie. Yeah. Why? Did she give a reason? I think she was like, I believe in the forces of darkness. And I am not messing with this. Huh. She almost I didn't, get didn't that have vibe. Tom Cruise. She almost didn't have Tom Cruise on the show because of it. I feel like people in the nineties took this movie a lot more serious than we did when we watched it in two thousand twenty two. In fairness, Tom Cruise, I mean, 
he I feel like he was less crazy back then, but I could see being like, we don't need to have to talk. Because Tom Cruise is the I mean, he was he did the whole like jump on the couch thing on her show, right? That was much, yes. many years that later. That was much but, later. Much later. Right. But back when he started being crazy. Yeah. Although I don't I don't blame this movie for that. Right. But I'm just saying, like, I'd be more scared of like Scientology Tom Cruise than vampire Tom Cruise. That's true. That's very true. Although again, I really think people in the nineties probably took this movie a lot more serious than we did. Because yeah. I just remember laughing through the first 30 minutes of this movie. Like, what the heck? Probably not the tone they were going for. Mm. But, you know, I can't not laugh at Brad Pitt with long hair and, like, sad eyes. And a statue moving. Brad Pitt's one of those people that's like, he would be a pretty woman. You know what I mean? Like, he's just got I'm one sure of those he would, faces. She, he would love to hear that. He has a you very know, strong a jaw, woman. though. Like, I feel like his jaw might be too strong for I feel a like woman. His, it's his cheekbones. Yeah. That's what it is. His cheekbones are fabulous. Yeah. Maybe not now. I don't know. Like, he, he's a little older now. 58 years old. That's really old. But, I mean, he, should, he could be a graceful older woman. I don't know. He could be a graceful older woman. He would just glide, you know? Somebody's got to fill Betty White's shoes. That's true. I don't know. I feel like Meryl <laughs> Streep's going to do that. What are you talking about? That's true. That Yeah, that's true. He could be a graceful older woman. That's the quote of the podcast. I feel, this one kind of reminded me, maybe it's similar to, to Clueless. Never thought I'd say that. But in the <laughs> sense, you know, it just kind of like reminded me of Clueless. Um, just in the sense that it was, it was very, like, the, there was a storyline, but things, it wasn't like it was progressing towards something. You know what I mean? Like, it was just kind of like a story, but there wasn't any major climax. Yeah, I can see that. I feel like the story was a really bad relationship with him and, and Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise, and then how that fell apart, and how his uh, new boyfriend killed his daughter. I don't... His I, new I, boyfriend? <laughs> that's the vibe I, that is the vibe I got. Is that the one you got? No, no, no. I, I definitely, like I said, I definitely got a homoerotic vibe. Like, there was definitely something there. Not I think that, that was anything absolutely wrong intentional. That. No, I, and I think, like I said, I think it was very intentional. Yeah, I think the author, Anne Rice, came out and said, yeah, these two characters are definitely in a homosexual relationship. What are you talking about? I thought that was clear that they're married with a kid. But he wasn't gay before. He was a vampire. No, I don't even, like, I don't, like, there was no, there was no, like, I feel like there was no physical relationship between the two. Like, even like, right. as vampires, I don't, I don't feel like there was anything that we weren't seeing. I just feel like it was weird, platonic, weird. I said weird twice. It's weird. <laughs> Well, so just, just the really, vampire relationships apparently are weird. According to the internet, which again we've established is always correct, it says a gay subtext to the novel was omitted from the film. See, I disagree with that. I feel like it was there. There was definitely a, I don't know there what they mean by no subtext, option. but like it wasn't overt, but there was definitely something there. Like, I feel like it was overt. It was very in your face. Right. It didn't escape me. Like, I, I Maybe nineties much... audience was more a little oblivious. Maybe they were like, Oh, okay. These two are really good buddies. I mean, it's a dude that like lies in the other guy's lap and then the other guy like you know, bites his neck as he caresses his hair. Like, come on. I mean, Brad Pitt's lips were like less than a centimeter from Antonio Banderas' lips at one point. And I was like, Are they gonna kiss? Yeah, I mean, yeah. And the whole, like, the whole concept of vampires, I feel like, is, you know, can be very played up to be romantic or erotic or whatever. I think every, like, I don't think there's a vampire movie out there that doesn't have some romantic slash erotic kind of overt overtones. 
I think that just the act of kissing someone's neck or like biting someone's neck, I think, is like the thing. Well, I think think you do like their wrist, but I think the legend of the vampires actually came about because of some sort of like I don't know wives cheating on their husband type thing or or vice versa. Mm -hmm. Oh no, honey, it was a vampire. They they stole my blood. They made me have sex with him. No, honey. I don't know. I could be making that up. I don't know where I read that. That makes sense. I see where you're coming from. Probably the internet. <laughs> the internet does not lie. I get exactly. Exactly. Everything on the internet is 100% true. <laughs> 120% true. And, you know, it's overly true. Yeah. I mean, gotta be. Against the law to put anything not true on the internet. <laughs> it's against the law. It's illegal. <sighs> in this Trust country, me, I'm a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I'm a lawyer. I know these things. Look it up. It's in the thing. But yes. I, feel like I want. A, I want a vampire movie that has no like romance at all. No sex. No. No nothing. I want it just like about how vampires go about their day, trying not to kill people, and how they just try and I don't know. I don't. I don't know what. Maybe. Maybe he's got a bad tax problem, and he's trying not to go to jail. <laughs> he's got a bad tax. Problem. Or maybe it's maybe it's a wrongfully convicted vampire of killing somebody, and his lawyer has to defend it. Like he's got a legal drama. Let's make it some sort of something that's <laughs> not a romance. This might have been illegal. See, we do we, maybe maybe the vampire is a spy. Ooh. He can he can go undercover and like spy on like whatever country he's from's enemy. Like Romania is probably the country he's from because that makes sense. Or tra- is Transylvania a real country? I don't. No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be in Romania, I think. Let's see. I'm laughing, but I'm not sure. Actually, yeah, no, Transylvania is in Romania. Like, it actually exists. Okay, well, he's he's definitely a Romanian spy. I don't know who the enemy of Romania is, but he probably does. Probably. <laughs> so make make it fun. Make it make it make it make maybe there's another vampire who's who's like an an opposite spy. There you and go. They they had to team up and prevent <laughs> World War Three. There you go. All I'm thinking about now, because you have to have at least one office quote per episode, um, is when when Jim convinces Dwight that he's a vampire, and he goes, "It makes sense that he would come to a Sylvania." <laughs> Pennsylvania. That's a great, great show is so good. Gold. But yeah, I mean, I feel like not every movie has to have romance or sex. You can have a story that doesn't have that. This 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 movie went in the opposite direction, but it was yeah. Again, it was very like subtextual sexual (laughs) as opposed to overt. Just give me a vampire movie that doesn't have that. Just break the story, you know. It doesn't have to be. Maybe he uses his vampire powers to fight the force of evil. Maybe like there's no vampires. Well, yeah, or... maybe like he's super fast, or he can turn into a bat, or turn yeah. invisible, or read minds. Just like give him some sort of power. Maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe they can be like a vampiric Avengers or something. Like actually, I think that's Morbius. Actually, I think there is a movie <laughs> coming out like that. It's called Morbius. <laughs> Never mind. But I bet there's a, a romance in that, too. There's always a romance. There's always, like, a little bit. Just, like, a little yeah. storyline. Have you yeah. seen Dexter at all? He's, like, I the saw serial... the first season, yeah. Yeah, the serial killer that kills serial killers. Like, that's what a vampire could do. He could just, like, go around yeah. killing and drinking the blood of bad people. I just feel like and you don't like... have to recycle stories. Like, Dracula did it. And then it was Anne Rice, and then it was Twilight. I mean... Does Dracula have a love story element to it? I think there's some sort of weird sexual thing. I don't know what it is. I feel like it comes... It all comes from that. that. Well, that's a really old novel. Okay. I never watched... I never read or watched Dracula. Is there a movie? There's got to be a movie. I watched the Dracula spoof with... Who who, who is it in it? The guy who plays an airplane. The old dude with white hair. It's funny. 
But yeah, just yeah. just give me something different. I want I want more variety in my my vampire. Your vampire your vampire b- movie films. Yeah, Hotel Transylvania is a good movie. <laughs> I do like that movie. That's a cute movie. It's very cute. Very very cute. Blah blah blah. I don't say blah blah blah. <laughs> good film. I don't. I haven't seen the. I haven't seen three or four. So. Yeah, I don't know if I have either. I've, I've definitely seen one and two. I don't think I've seen three or four. Three, I think they go on a cruise, which, okay, sure. I don't know. Four, gotta, I think they're losing something. their powers. I don't know what's going on. Gotta I feel like go the fourth one is always point. probably bad. Just because, yeah. in general, fourth movies are usually, like, Toy Story 4, why did you do it? Yeah, you're just stretching a little too far at that Stop point. Stop it. Toy yeah. Story 1, 2, and 3 were perfect. And why I think what you, you, why'd you mess that up? I think you need to keep things in trilogies and you need to have space in between the trilogies. Like Jurassic Park did it be- like did it very well. They did three movies. They waited for everybody to get really nostalgic about it. And then they did another three movies. Yes. It's also I Jurassic didn't... Park. And you can make that movie a million times if people are going to go see it. I didn't see the the second world. Or is there a third one too? I haven't seen there, that either. one's coming out this June. The second one's good. It's not as good as so. There's Jurassic World, which was very good, or at least yes. I thought it was very good. I then the next good. one is good, but it's not as good as the first one. I didn't see the the next one because like the whole theory was okay. We have to go to the island and save the dinosaurs. I'm like, I thought we were supposed to leave the dinosaurs for dead because the dinosaurs were killing everybody. Why are we caring about saving them now? Yeah, it's it's a bit of a stretch. And then let them die. They died millions of years ago and then we messed up and meddled let nature take its course and then this spoiler alert from- spoiler but- alert they save a lot of the dinosaurs bring them to i guess they're in america and then the dinosaurs get out so i assume the third that one is, is going to be you know Did how we do we deal with the fact that dinosaurs- no we, we absolutely learn nothing if we learn something there'd be no movie i feel like we've learned that humans are dumb through that that's what we've learned yeah I think a good trilogy. Lord of the Rings is a good trilogy. The Hobbit was not a good tr- trilogy. I feel like the Star Wars original movies were good trilogy. The prequels, I think, are a really good trilogy. I will defend them till I die. You're missing the, the Mighty Ducks. I think the Mighty Ducks is one of the best trilogies that's ever been made. I, I stand I by that. I vaguely remember Mighty Ducks. Big fan. Big fan of the Mighty Ducks. We have to watch the Mighty Ducks. It's going to be one of the ones we watch. <laughs> So good. Got to be a good so, one. So good. Good old 90s. This, this was apparently a trilogy of, of books. It's been interviewed with a vampire. Vampire. I don't remember them making a vampire Lestat movie. Maybe they did. I don't remember them doing that, though. Mm-hmm. I remember Point of the Damned because that was a big thing. And I remember this movie, obviously. Let's Google that. Did they make that? They did. I Googled this already. Vampire Lestat movie. I think they did. So that's interesting. They skip from Interview with the Vampire straight to Queen of the Damned, hmm. which is okay, sure. It's like you're missing a third of the story, but all right, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, never kept. I mean, this isn't my typical genre, so I feel like I wouldn't have caught up, like kept oh, up with. Oh, they're now the they're trying to make it a Lestat movie now. Hmm. Apparently, there 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 are people lobbying for this. There are hmm. a lot of movies. There's like there's the Prince Lestat, and apparently there's something with Atlantis. Does he go to Atlantis? Do they find the lost in the Atlantis, what is going on? Hmm. Again, people who love this, these books and like hate Twilight, I don't get. <laughs> yeah. You are both equally ridiculous, ridiculous in different ways. That's true. There, there's a healthy dose of ridiculousness in this movie. Although when I was in college, I remember being hardcore into Twilight. Into the movies, I or the books, right? No, the books, the books. I mean, yeah. the movies came out, and I obviously wanted to see them, but the the mm-hmm. books, I was really into. Does it track? Are there is there is the are the movies generally the same as the books, or is there like? They're- they're generally the same. I feel like there's 
there's a lot more explanation and stuff. There obviously there's more depth yeah. in the book because I mean they're very big books. Yeah. Although I feel like they were very quick reads, so maybe they were big print. Yeah, it doesn't strike me as something that would be like too in depth, you know. No, no. It's, it's more not. of a teeny bopper type audience. No, no, it's, it's it was fun. Good book yeah. time. Oh, good times were had. But um, yeah, looking back, they're very problematic. Then <laughs> again, they're told from the point of view of a teenager. And teenagers are stupid. That's fair. I was a stupid. Te- I was a stupid teenager once. I will fully admit. Yeah. Weren't we all? If you're not willing to admit that you were stupid as a teenager, you're probably stupid as an adult. (laughs) That's fair. That's true. Very true. Not to cast aspersions on anybody, but there you go. Any any other thoughts about the movie? No, no. I guess we can do our. What did you like? What would you change? And what did you learn, Sarah? Okay. What What did I like? Mm -hmm. Oof. I like the historical, like, they, they definitely, like, kind of gave up a, a vampire's view through history. And I thought it was cool because they went from, like, being French people to being Americans because, you know, the Louisiana Purchase happened during this movie. They didn't explicitly say it, but they said, oh, we became Americans. That was, that was, that was a fun little, like, historical journey for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like that. And the fashion was cool. You know, seeing seeing them progress through the, mm-hmm. the decades and centuries. That was that was fun. What would I change? I definitely didn't like them eating rats all the time. That was disgusting. Yeah. Try right, get a cat or something. There had to be cats because they're all <laughs> around, cat. right? Yeah, but that probably hit too close to home for point. some people. Yeah, but the, the rats said were really, really gross. It was yeah. just, it was nasty. And what did I learn? I learned that sometimes when you have a child to save your relationship, that child becomes a <laughs> demon and ends up breaking your relationship. So there you go. Those Fire anchor beware. babies. Fire mm-hmm. people. That's a different thing, I think. Yeah. Siobhan, go ahead. Let's see. What did I like? I thought, I just thought it was, I, I haven't seen a lot of Brad Pitt movies like at all. So it was just interesting to see him. I, like, I felt like the cast was very good. The acting was very good. Like, I, I feel said, like we're going to see a lot more of Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise as we go through this like mm-hmm. 90s rewatching movie space. Yeah. This is a good yeah. one to start with, I think. Yeah. Fantastic cast. And Kirsten Dunst was like incredible. She was very good. So yes, I thought the cast was very good. I thought the acting was very good. What I didn't like, I agree with some like the goriness was just kind of like, eh. I also just, I, the, the relationship was just kind of weird between Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Like I, I just couldn't quite pin it down again. Like I think they were trying really hard to. Not, not to, not to be gay. Not to, <laughs> right. Either but that's be a clearly the relationship under- or not. Right, but it's clearly the undertone because just their their relationship didn't fit into any of the molds of like typical male male relationships. So it was just kind of that was just a little confusing and didn't make a lot of sense to me. Pick a lane, people. It's yeah. like this is a this is a reference you probably won't get, but in Sailor Moon, <laughs> going back to that, in like the third season, there's these this lesbian couple. And in the North America, because it's a Japanese show, and they dubbed it for America. And what they did is they changed that couple to being two female cousins. And it did work. It was like, it was both like incest and gay. So you just added an element of weird ick that you didn't need. Yeah. Well, and it's also weird to have two men with like taking care of a young girl. You know what I mean? Like that dynamic is just odd. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta, that you gotta go all the way or just don't go there. Right. Um, 
Just what let me know I... what's going on. Just be upfront with me. Don't try and hide it. What did I learn? But yeah, I feel like there are a ton of ways you can kill a vampire. I didn't really know that. Like, I knew vampires didn't like the light, but I didn't realize that the concept was if they go out in the light, they just, like, shrivel up. It's why they're creatures of the night. It was, it's very much like a Hocus Pocus. Yes, all the hollow. Well, well not not really, because they, they can't have the sunrise on them because they're only alive for a night. Right. So like when they right. were actually alive. Right, that's witches. true. That's true. It's a different concept. That's we'll true. do that around Halloween, because that's good. Uh. And like I said, this this October, um, the new Hocus, like a new Hocus Pocus comes out. Which I hope it's good. I do too. And, but the thing it. is, everybody who's in the original is coming back. So at least they're not trying to like remake it with a bunch of like that new people. Mean, and... That don't mean nothing because Disney took the Star Wars and they brought back all the cast from the original and they still messed it up. So they can still mess it up. Well, fingers crossed. Not to hate on Star Wars too much. We have to watch The Phantom Menace. That's what I've decided. Okay. Eventually we're going to watch that. But not okay. next week. Next week we are doing My Cousin Vinny, which is going to oh. be a blast. Probably Such one of my movie. favorite movies. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. It's going to be really great because you have two lawyers talking about it. And Siobhan's a Yankee. I'm obviously, I'm obviously Southern, as you can tell from my accent. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a great time. Yes. So until then, cheers. Cheers.